How do you start a podcast? Should you start a podcast? Is voice the future of building your personal brand? Should you be thinking about voice? Should you be thinking about audio content? Should you be aware of this dimension of content creation for your strategy to build your online presence? Well, today we're going to be talking to a fantastic leader in the digital space, Mr. Brad Friedman, who not only hosts his own podcast, The Digital Slice, but he also runs a social media marketing agency. And he's extremely knowledgeable, and he just got back from one of the biggest conferences for audio and podcasting called Podcast Movement 2018. And he's going to share with us what he learned. But before we do, I just want to say, holy macadamia nut, I am so happy that you decided to put us in your eardrums. I'm so excited to see you. Thank you so much. If you don't know who I am, I'm Professor Nez. I'm a personal branding coach, LinkedIn consultant. I run an online business consulting, coaching, and training people to discover their purpose, communicate their message, and impact their audience. And let me tell you a little bit about some of the sponsors that we have before we get cooking, and we're going to get right into it, I promise. BeyondTheBoxAcademy.com. This is the number one online training academy on the entire internet. If you want to learn, we have our flagship course that just got published not that long ago, a couple weeks ago, called Personal Branding 101. It is a three and a half hour course that is brought to you by an actual practitioner, not just somebody who talks about it, not just somebody who theorizes about it, but you're going to get real experiential learning. And we're dropping new content in there every single month. We've got our Revolutionize Your Message, our writing flagship course in there, writing stripped to the bone. And it's just going to get more and more and more. And just for you, podcast listeners, I'm going to give you the code to give you a 40% off discount on the Personal Branding 101 course, and that code is SUMMER. So if you type in the code SUMMER, S-U-M-M as in Mary, E-R, you will get a 40% off discount on that flagship course. That's just for you, podcasters. So super excited about that. Also, I just want to also mention that, you know, if you are interested in joining the actual podcast live, because we record these podcasts live, um, come to facebook.com forward slash Nez Nation live. And please check the show notes. I'm going to leave links to all of the stuff I just mentioned and a whole lot more. I'm extremely, extremely excited that you're here and I can't wait to jump into it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And let's, let's, you know what the deal is. Let's cue the music. Welcome to Nez Nation Live, the personal branding podcast live stream show. Yeah, uh, that was very, very strange. So I, I actually, hey, Gord's in the house. Good to see you, Gord. Ooh, hey, Gord, you and I were talking just last night. Fantastic. Fantastic. So uh, we are live right now. That was, uh, you know, this is what happens when you go live. I know Brad can understand this uh, better than most. And a lot of you guys who are watching right now, content creators, you can understand this better than most that sometimes you never know what's going to happen when Nez goes live. You never know what happens when you push that live button, or if, even if you did push that live button, 
you've got to bypass and circumvent all the technical stuff. We are live right now. And guys, I just, I can't wait to tell you who we have on the show today. Very, very excited. Um, he's a dear friend of mine. But before I introduce him, I just want to let you know, if you're just kind of coming in and you don't know who the who in the world this schmuck Professor Nez is, let me tell you. So I run an online agency, a consulting agency. I'm also a hyperventilating content creator. <laughs> I, I create content every single day. I absolutely love it with every fiber of my being. And I'm also a LinkedIn consultant and I'm also a writing professor. And this live stream podcast show is all about helping you build your personal brand so you can leverage opportunities and get out there. And the guest that we have on today is somebody who's going to just absolutely school us and teach us a lot of the things that we don't know about creating what I would say, and I can't wait for Brad to jump in on this, what I would say it may just be the future of creating valuable content to build your personal brand, which is audio content and the power of voice. Mr. Brad Friedman just got back from Podcast Movement 2018. And if you don't know who Brad is, I'm going to let him introduce you because I'm probably going to screw it up. And he's just a fantastic, fantastic business owner himself, digital marketer. He's written several books about digital marketing, inbound marketing. He runs an agency. He's an all-around awesome dude. Brad Friedman, how in the world are you, sir? Hey, I am awesome. I am great to have you. Oh, thank you for the invite. Appreciate it. You're absolutely welcome. It's so nice to finally uh, talk to you about this specific topic because, you know, I've been really excited to talk to you. But before I kind of we get into it, tell the audience a little bit more about you so they can kind of understand fully um, what you do, please. Sure, sure. So uh, I'm a recovering attorney. (laughs) I. I practiced law for about 16 years and then I ran a charity for a few years. And now I have a company called the Friedman Group that's a digital marketing company. We mainly work with professionals, with businesses, uh, doctors, lawyers, insurance uh, brokers, um, financial services providers, where we're trying to help people take advantage of the internet, people who have challenges doing that because of regulations, which is sort of where my legal background comes into play. And Mm. uh, as part of that, I have a podcast called the Digital Slice Podcast. And yes, I have written two books, one on digital marketing and one, the Small Business Owner's Guide to Inbound Marketing. And um, I'm just having a ton of fun helping people uh, with their develop their personal brand in a safe way so that they don't lose their, their professional license that they worked so hard to get. Right. Right. And I love, and I was lucky enough guys to be invited on the digital slice. And I think you're just absolutely crushing it specifically with your podcast, uh, Brad, I'm really, really impressed. You know, you were on a live stream I was on uh, last week And I mentioned this, that I watch the people, I keep, you know, my eyes and ears open. And you're one of those guys, Brad, who I feel is just doing it and doing it really, really well. I think I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're one of the most consummate professionals, I think, in this industry. (laughs) Thank you. And um, I want to learn more about where you just came from not too long ago, which to me is 
you know, I would definitely want to try and get there. I know you're there in Orlando, I think next year. Yeah. It's Orlando next year. Yeah. And what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is podcast movement 2018. And just so people can get a better feel and taste from what I understand, uh, Brad, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest uh, conference dealing with podcasting on the planet. Am I incorrect in that? Can you tell yeah, me a little I bit about that? I think it is one of the bigger ones. Um, there were about 2,500 people there this year. Wow. And I know, you know, over the years it, it grows every year. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a big conference. It was in Philadelphia, downtown Philadelphia. And um, it was awesome. I mean, first off, I think it's important to understand I think last week I released podcast 13. So maybe it was 14, but I haven't, so I haven't been at it that long. Um, And when I first started, I joined the podcast movement, Facebook group uh, just because it made sense to start mingling with people who were doing it. Well, they have hall of fame podcasters in there that are sharing and I just loved being in the group. The people in the Facebook group are so friendly and they are freely sharing information about podcasts with as far as hosts, as far as intro tactics, outro tactics, music, um, topics, you know, how to share, how to do keyword searches. Um, I was just so impressed with the quality of the group. And the amount of knowledge I was gaining just from interacting on Facebook that I thought, oh, I should go to this conference. And I was not disappointed. Nice. Nice. So, so how did it, what were your first impressions? What were, what were some of the things that right when you got there that you felt, that's really cool that you mentioned the group, because I know that so many people forget about this and it's something that I'm trying to cultivate, but you know, I mean, the whole point of being in this online space, the whole purpose of the actual definition of the word social in social media, you know, is to build that community is to build that kinship and build relationships. And we kind of forget about that. We kind of right. focus on these numbers and focus on these, which is, don't get me wrong. It's important, but it's interesting how, you know, what I see and how I kind of base my metrics and my evaluation of what I'm doing. It, it's really interesting to see that you don't, it's not necessarily about getting these millions of this or thousands of this or whatever. Right. But if you have a strong, solid network of people who really get something out of what you do, it's almost more valuable than anything else. And and I got to get it. I think I might be a part of that group, but if not, I'm definitely going to go. And what I'll do is I'll leave in the show notes. I'll leave the link to that group um, in the show notes. So, so people can maybe find it. So, so you get there, you get to podcast movement. Right. And what is podcast movement all about? I mean, what are they trying to sure, for sure. people who don't know? So first off I get there and I have to, I don't think you can see it, but I had to buy the t-shirt. Because, you know, you're not, yes, really, I see it. I see it. <laughs> you're not really at the conference unless you, unless you come home with the t-shirt. Right. Um, so really the idea of the conference was at least for me was to, um, there were really two parts to the conference. There was the educational part, uh, a bunch of speakers doing workshops. Well, there were really three parts. You had the workshops, 
where I was learning all kinds of great stuff. Um, you had a, an area where a lot of vendors were. So you got to mingle with, I got to meet the people that created my Heil PR40 mic, for example. That's awesome. Uh, and there were all kinds of, uh, of vendors. And we, we could talk about that too as we go on because I, I met some really interesting people and learned about I'm, some very cool products and, and that. And then there's the networking piece. So, you know, some of the time spent in the weeks before within podcast movement was sort of, you know, are you going, are you going, let's meet up, (laughs) let's meet in person, you know, all of those kinds of things. And like, you know, I got to meet our friend Ross Brand live and in person. He, he drove in from New Jersey. And um, so we spent a few days together, which was really fun. It was great meeting him in person and spending some time with him. Um, so that's really the, for me, that's the, those were the three things that, you know, I thought the conference was about. Yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. And it, again, it, it kind of seems like it revolves around the people, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, and it Absolutely. revolves around the relationships and Ross is definitely somebody that you and I both admire and respect. He's huge in the live streaming space and definitely in the, in the podcasting space. Yeah. Um, particularly with, you know, Alexa flash briefings and um, taking the audio content to another level. I wanted to kind of ask you, you know, based on what you kind of experienced at podcast movement, do you feel that this is something that grew in importance? What were your expectations and maybe how did your, expectations change or what do you, did they coincide or did they shatter your expectations or what were your, what were your kind of takeaways? I want to kind of get into it and I'll ask more specific questions and Gord, I want to get to your question as well, but you know, going into it, what were you expecting? And then did that, did, did the conference confirm that or disconfirm that? Right. So really I had, um, well, I had three, I had sort of set three goals, three expectations, if you, if you want to look at it. And, and one was to um, make some connections, meet some people who I admired, who I know that, you know, knew that were going to be there, um, meet other people who were sort of early, earlier in the process sort of like I was so that we could exchange some war stories and, you know, talk about the mistakes that we make that, you know, we try to cover up a little or sometimes not. I mean, I have a, I have a live stream on my website and the first nine minutes of it are totally garbled because I messed up and I lead in by telling everybody, this is a perfect example of all the things that can go wrong in a live stream. Right. Want to skip ahead nine minutes? <laughs> it's an hour long thing. You you yeah. didn't miss anything in those nine minutes because you couldn't have understood a word of it anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so I wanted to meet people that were in the same place as me. I wanted to learn from people who had been doing this for years, and then again because I'm so young in the process, yeah. old in years, young in the podcasting world. Um, I wanted to sort of confirm my feeling that this was a real important um, thing for me to be doing, um, that I wanted to get some of the data on the numbers and how shows were growing and, and sort of, you know, 
reconfirm what I thought when I started my podcast and all of those things happened for me. So it was, that's it was- awesome. And I want to dig more deep into those details because I know a lot of the people who listen to this show and watch this show, they may not necessarily feel that their strengths lie in video content. They may not necessarily feel that their strengths lie in written form content or uh, blogs and articles and things of that nature, or even, you know, photographic or visual content, you know, in the, in the form of maybe predominantly on Instagram and other kind of platforms. And audio seems to be a beautiful, and I don't want to say new because it's not new at all. Right. But it, it, do you sense that there's a resurgence in audio content and, and I want to talk about creating a podcast, you know, in just a second, but I know that that's, can, can, can you break down, Brad, like, especially what you took away from podcast movement, when we say, you know, build audio content for your personal brand, right. most people think, okay, do I need to start a podcast? What are your thoughts on that? And is that even true? Is when we say, and when I tell clients, look, one of the things you can do to build your personal brand is to build thought leadership through audio content. I think most people get that in their brain and they think, gosh, well, I mean, I don't know how to start a pod. I'm not a broadcaster. How do I start a podcast? Is that the only outlet, A, or or is it the best outlet? And B, what other types of audio content are out there that we should be leveraging? Yeah, so, I mean, certainly... I mean, certainly it's not the only, Mm -hmm. um, and you're correct. And I, I really, I learned this a little more. I mean, this is not new, um, but it's, it's, I think in the last several years, there's been sort of a resurgent, a resurgence in listening to audio. Yes. And in my work, we still do a lot of email marketing. And people ask me all the time, is email dead? And I say no. And one of the reasons email isn't dead is because people can read it at their convenience. And it's very similar to a a podcast. So I just took my dog on an hour walk. And during that time, I listened to an hour-long podcast. Um, Every demographic is in a world now where things are going a hundred miles an hour all the time. Yeah. And I can't always tune in to your Facebook live broadcast. A lot of times I have to watch the replay, which is the nice thing about Facebook live broadcasts is that you can watch the replay at my convenience might be 10 o'clock at night, might be five o'clock in the morning. But the same thing is true with podcasts. People listen to them when they're working out. People listen to them. You know, my wife listens to a podcast on the train home from work. Um, you can listen to it on a bike ride, on a walk. On, um, and, and I think that's why uh, podcasts have become, you know, if we want to say a resurgence, or if we want to say it's been growing all these years and now it's growing even faster, you know, whatever you want to say. Um, podcasts are becoming more and more important, I think, because we are busier than ever. And this is a, a way we can get the information we want, or we can have a good laugh on the comedy podcast or whatever it is at a time that it actually works for us. And we don't have to 
tune in, you know, at a specific time and tear ourselves away from whatever, you know, photo we were uploading to Instagram um, at that exact moment. And so I think a lot of it has to do with, with lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I complete, I, I think that that's a beautiful characterization because I, you know, nowadays I, and I think Joe Rogan even said this, that podcasting is a million times better than radio because there's no commercials and you can uh, fast forward, you can pause, you can go get a snack, you can download it on any device, TV, car, radio, but you know, smart device, laptop, computer, doesn't matter. It seems to me what you're saying, Brad, is it's all about convenience, isn't it? And I really think it, I really think it is. I mean, I know it is for me. I have a, you know, my favorite platform on my phone. I have my favorite list. Yeah. And you know, when I have the time, I, I listen. Yeah. You know, it's not like I get up every morning and tune into a specific program. You know, I have my little stable of favorites and I listen to them. And you know what? I love what Gord says here. Beautifully said, Brad, by the way. And Gord says here, I love replays because I listen at 1.5 to two times speed. We are in such a hurry up world now. Yeah, I actually still listen to, <laughs> I still, I, it kind of freaks me out. I'm going to be honest, the 1.5, 2. 2.5. This is Professor. Blah, 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 blah. I just, I just doesn't, it doesn't resonate with me, but you know, I've literally, Brad, I, and I guess maybe this is a sign. Usually the reflection of your own behavior is in pretty close ties with the reflection of culture's behavior. Every single time I get in the car, I now have Apple play in my car. My podcasts are playing. I don't listen to the radio because, you know, first of all, the news is nothing but depressing anyway. Right. I can learn from people like Brad. I can learn from people like Gord Ross. I can learn from people how to, you know, enhance my business, enhance my life, enhance my ability to build my brand. I can focus on things that I'm interested in specifically. And I even have, there's so much more choice. There's so much more convenience and I'm doing two things at once, which I think a lot of people have advocated. I'm sure you got this at podcast movement. The fact that you can create a frictionless environment with a podcast and with audio content where people can actually, it's almost like you augment convenience and people can actually do multiple things at once. If they're cleaning the house, if they're at the gym, taking their dog for a walk, which you have to do, that's an important chore. <laughs> I'm sure it's something that Brad loves to do too. I do. It's an important part of your lifestyle, isn't it? Isn't that what you're talking about, Brad? You have Absolutely. to walk the dog. Absolutely. And, you know, you have to walk the dog. And while you're walking the dog, you can listen to Nez spout off about, uh, you know, creating content or what have you. Right. Which is, which is really, really cool. Which is, is that something that that podcast movement was really trying to advocate? I mean, I know that Pat Flynn was there. There's a lot of great speakers there. Sure. What speakers to you really stood out there, uh, Pat? And then Gord, I want to get to your questions. Yeah, Gord has some great questions I want to get to too. Um, so yes, it was something that was that was mentioned, you know, in several of the workshops that the beauty of uh, podcasting is that your audience can listen to you at a time that's convenient. You're not interrupting them like with right. an ad or something. They they subscribe, they get a notice, Brad uploaded a new podcast, you know, whatever. And they listen when it's convenient for them. So there certainly was um, 
you know, mention of that numerous times. Mm. Um, then to answer your question about the workshops that I enjoyed the most. Um, so I enjoyed seeing Pat Flynn. Um, I had the opportunity to see him a few years ago. He came to social media day, Denver, mm-hmm. and he's a tremendous guy and he did a keynote and, you know, he was great. Um, but that was in the room with, you know, 2,500 people in a smaller room, which the workshops were, where people were asking questions and there were, there was interaction. Um, that's where I really learned things. And really personally, the workshop that stood out the most to me that I enjoyed the most was a woman who was talking about how to use your voice. And she Ooh. said things that, um, that made a lot of sense to me. Some things that people had commented on as far as me. Sometimes I talk too slow. I think too much before I talk. So it sounds like I'm really talking slow because I want to get the right words out and I want to make sure that my thought is clear. And so she talked about attention span and that there's all different kinds of voice that we need to use. And we need to use all the different kinds of voice during each podcast, even to the point where we might want to time it out in like 60 or 90 second blocks where she would say for 60 or 90 seconds, you're going to talk as fast as you possibly can. Because even if you're talking as fast as you possibly can, it's not fast enough. It slows down because of all the things that it has to go through, you know, before, in the broadcast. Wow. For 90 seconds, you might want to talk slow or for 90 seconds, you might want to go into one of those Nez Zen monologues where you're <laughs> sharing that kind of a soft voice. This is, is, is going to be the greatest podcast on the planet. I <laughs> That's a pretty good impression. It really is. It's going to be the best thing you have ever seen. And then you want to talk really loud and really excited for 90 seconds. And so what it does is it's, it kind of takes advantage of people who attention span. It keeps them engaged yeah. because, again, as much as I would like people to listen to it and be part of, you know, be engaged and all of that. You also do have those metrics, and some of those metrics are how long did people stick with you? Right. And so the podcasters that are the the monotone nonstop throughout, you know, it takes a special person to listen all the way to the end of those podcasts was sort of her message. And I really enjoyed this woman. I you know, she was um, out of LA and worked with actors, of course, on their speech and, and all of that. And I mean, it really, what she had to say about using your voice really hit home with me. Um, it's a weird one sort of to be my number one, but that was definitely uh, my number one. Well, uh, I mean, that's your tool, right? I mean, that's your yeah. main tool when you're doing podcasting or creating audio content. And I think a lot of people take for granted, especially now that they're, I think you're correct in saying there's a huge resurgence because podcasting has been around for 20 years, if not right. longer. Right. But the fact that it's become so ubiquitous and the fact that it's become so prevalent in our culture now, I think really changes the game and it forces people to start thinking about audio content in a brand new way. And there's a lot of people out there, especially in my audience. Great to see you, Sethi. 
there's a lot of people in my audience who, you know, are interested and intrigued by audio content. Let me ask you this, Brad and Gord, I want to, I'm going to, I promise I'm going to get to your questions. Let me ask you this really quickly, Brad, what do you say to people? There's a lot of this kind of advice, be yourself, right? Be yourself in your content, be your brand, humanize your brand. Does the same go for podcasts or is it a completely different medium? Should you be yourself or should you, um, you know, is that a bit presumptuous to just kind of say, well, I'm going to get on here and start recording and just be myself and see what happens. Or should people be taking into consideration other factors? What do you, what do you say to people uh, who want to, who want to just, you know, come on here and maybe they're a little bit reticent about creating a podcast, but they also know that the advice that's been kind of, you know, droning around the highways and byways has just been, well, yeah, just do it. Just be yourself. What do you say? Right. To- so I think absolutely you have to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, authenticity is so important in a podcast. Um and it's important in a live stream, but in a live stream, people can actually see you kind of being yourself and they can uh-huh. see the smile on your face and they can see you laughing and they can see you relaxed or they see you tense or they, you know, they see you. So being yourself on an audio production, I think is even more important because people can't really see it. They've got to hear it. They've mm. got to hear it in the tone of your voice and the loud and soft and excitement. And maybe your personality is monotone and maybe that's what they like, but whatever it is, if you're going to do a podcast and you're going to do them regularly and consistently, I personally think it would be extraordinarily hard not to be yourself and do it well and do it often and and continue to create the content. And I also think that that's really, I mean, that's what people tune in for to, to get your, you know, your take on it, your personality on it, your little idiosyncrasies, you know, your, your humor, your lack of humor, whatever, whatever it is that draws people to the podcast is really the first step. I mean, there's a million podcasts on digital marketing. Yes. So you're going to tune into the digital slice for a couple of reasons. Maybe you like the guest. Maybe the guest, you don't know the guest, but the topic intrigued you. And maybe, hopefully, someday, you're going to tune in because of me. And you yes. like the way I talk. You like the presentation. You, you like that I don't take very many things seriously. Um, you know, whatever, whatever it is, um, I try and it's not the easiest thing, which is why I say, I try, I try to be myself and I'm getting better at it. Every podcast to kind of loosen up a little and let a little more of me come out. Yeah. Is there a certain personality type that shouldn't be creating podcasts? I mean, did they talk about that at podcast movement? Like I'm sure they don't, you know, uh, agree with this statement that everybody should start a podcast or do they? No, I don't think that they agree that everybody should start a podcast because again, like I said, there are no new ideas, <laughs> recycled ideas. Yes. Um, and you've got to find your niche, your niche, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, and you've got to figure out what your differentiator is and then you've got to, you know, you've got to plan it out and you've got to do it. 
but it's really, it's not for everybody. Right. Um, but most, you know, I would say most people could start a podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's, I get that question all the time too, Brad, and I'd love your thoughts on this. The way that I look at it is, is that if I think that you should start a podcast, if you feel that audio content resonates with you personally and professionally. Okay. And I think that if you feel you have something to give an audience, these are just tools, right? Like live streaming is a tool. Video creation is a tool, visual content, photographic images, written content, blog, articles. These are all tools. These are mechanisms to get your story out there. These are mechanisms to create that brand that properly communicates what you can bring to the world and what you offer companies, organizations, or audiences, or what have you. It doesn't have to be podcasting. But again, I think that, you know, you have to do a self kind of evaluation, a self audit, where, where do I, I know some people who are just dominating video, but as soon as they even think about doing just audio content, they get, you know, stymied and, and right. they, they can't really operate that way. Well, guess what? Maybe you shouldn't start a, a, a podcast. And I want to talk about this because Gord's question relates to this. I'm, I'm a how-to YouTuber on all things video, Gord asks. And by the way, guys, if you have questions for our guest, Brad Friedman, he just got back from one of the biggest, if not the biggest podcasting conference on planet Earth. He's sharing with us everything that he took away from that. He's also a master podcaster himself. I call him that. He doesn't call himself that. <laughs> I have been on his show. I know other people have been on his show and said the same thing. He is a thorough, meticulous professional who does everything he can in his power to make his guests feel comfortable. Unlike what I do. I put my guests through the ringer. <laughs> I, I put my, that's I put why my I guest. love being on your show. It's a challenge. I never I put my <laughs> coming from. Yeah, that's right. I put my guests feet to the fire and I usually right. over talk and interrupt them all the time, which is terrible. Um, don't follow what Nez does. Whatever you do, don't follow what Nez does. Follow so before we go on though, let me add one thing to what you just said about, you know, looking at yourself and your content. Yeah. 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 I think it's really important. And I think it's important in digital marketing across the board. You got to also take a look at your audience. Mm. So is your audience likely to enjoy a podcast? Does your audience multitask and, you know, walk their dog and then want to tune into your podcast on how concrete dries? Yes. Um, or, you know, how to plant a garden or, you know, some of the, I mean, I personally think there's probably some topics, some industries that, you know, maybe podcasting isn't in the cards. Yeah. Um, to really address one of Gord's great questions, personally, I watch a lot of Gord's videos because I try to use Camtasia. To me, the beauty of those videos is that they're videos. So I can have Camtasia open on one of my monitors and have his video on the other. And when he shows me what button to click in order to add uh, an animation, I can see that on his video and then click it on my computer. I'm not sure if in a podcast he said, you know, so you, you go up to the left and you click on, on animations and then see the boxes that open here and you pull that down onto track one. I'm not sure that that specific kind of 
teaching mm-hmm. translates well into audio only. Um, I'm, I'm thinking there's probably, if I really thought about it, there's probably a podcast in, in Gord's future, but not those training podcasts that I watch and, and, and love because I learned something from them every time. Um, so yeah, so that it's, yeah, it's, and it's more visual too. It's more visceral in the, on the visual level. It makes more sense to follow along on a visual level. I mean, let's face it. There's certain content that maximizes your value proposition to your audience in a more clear, concise, effective way. And podcasting may not be this, which leads to my other question, Brad, that I, I'm trying to even kind of frame this, this sort of concept, not only in my online academy, beyondtheboxacademy.com, but also with my clients, which is, does it have to be podcasting? Now, I know that I wonder, I mentioned this in my course, and I also mentioned this with clients the app Anchor, and I know there's other apps out there. I want to just talk briefly, uh, uh, Brad, if it's okay. Um, and I still want to dive deep into analytics and podcasting and the sort of the, the reach that one can possibly get with podcasting. But I'd like to talk about snackable audio content. Is there such a thing uh, as snackable audio content? And is it worth people's time and what would you recommend? Like, what are some ways in which you can create? I know with Messenger, there's audio content that you can create. LinkedIn, hallelujah. LinkedIn has just added voice to their messaging app. Um, there used to be a voice app for Facebook. I don't know what happened. There used to be a audio live. I don't have it anymore. I think it might still be on Android. But talk to us about uh, audio content other than creating an actual broadcasting show podcast what have right. the, what did you take away from podcast movement and and what can you add to that so great question because one of the vendors that i met um and actually introduced our friend ross brand to and ross just had them on his show i think it was the um Live, live deal, stream deals, live stream deals. Show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I he that. had a, several people on that, that we met at podcast movement last week, but this was a company called treble.fm and they are in beta and they've created what they call capsules and it's 90 seconds of content. You go to their, to their website in your browser, you record 90 seconds of what they call a capsule they then distribute it to Google Home and um, the uh, and Alexa as a flash briefing um, for you. So the only thing you have to do is record up to ninety seconds of snackable content. They get it out on those two platforms, and then you can go to Google Home and say, "Hey, play today's digital slice uh, capsule." And it'll play those 90 seconds. You can do the same thing on Alexa. So they take away all that extra work that, that you have to go through to get them on those platforms for you and create the, this little 90 second bite sized piece of information. I was really impressed with them and I, I like the concept a lot. Um, you know, I think that, again, it's your audience. Are they going to be more receptive to 90 seconds than they are to an hour? Is an hour too much? Is 30 minutes too much? You know, I know there's people out there. Um, our friend 
Todd.live. And I know Todd has a last name, Bergen, but <laughs> not I anymore. Always, not I anymore. Always he think doesn't. of him as Todd.live. <laughs> it's Todd.live. He loves it too. By the way, he loves that. He doesn't yeah, like it. I mean, sometimes I forget his last name. I want to introduce him. Yeah, this is my friend Todd. Todd.live. Todd.live. That's it. Just but like you know, he has news. Yeah, hey he guys, a, my first name is not Professor. My parents weren't that kooky. Seriously, I mean, I like going by Professor Nez. My yeah. students called me that for twenty years, and now it's my online brand. Right, for sure. So he has those podcasts, the Grammar School and the Entrepreneur right. podcasts that are like ten to twelve minutes, maybe fifteen minutes at the most. So you know, it's really again goes back to. Um, what are you comfortable with? What will you do regularly and consistently? And on top of that, what does your audience want? What resonates with them? What actually gets them to engage? Can I tell um, you something, Brad? Can I tell you something with my personal preferences? Yes. So, and I think this is going to resonate with most people. I really truly feel it does. And I'd love your thoughts. And if there's anything that you took away from podcast movement to add to this or detract from this, I'm all ears. Um, I only listen to podcasts that are the adequate and appropriate length for the activity that I'm engaging in. So check this out. I will only listen to a podcast if I'm on the treadmill, which is usually a 60 minute deal, or if I'm in the car driving for 30, 45 minutes, I only want to listen to a podcast that's at least 50 minutes long. At least I won't listen to podcast episodes that are shorter than that because I don't want to have, again, it has to do with convenience, right, Brad? I don't want to have to go, okay, I'm in the middle of this. Now I got to search for an, or, you know, because, you know, if you're on iTunes or whatever, Google play, sometimes the next podcast that it automatically plays for you is not the one that you want to listen to, or maybe it's not, you're not in the mood for it right now or for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. But um, this is interesting. My psychology in going in to listening to a podcast is length is a really big barometer. It's a big metric for me. And if it's less than 50 minutes, I'll usually skip over it. Now on YouTube, I won't watch a video usually that's longer than 10, 12 minutes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's interesting how, how psychology, what we do at Nez Agency, and I'm sure Brad does this with, with his agency, is we literally deconstruct and dissect audience consumption behavior. I try every single day of my business and my life to dissect how are people consuming content? Why are they consuming it? What are the psychological factors? What are the um, key metrics and key interesting uh, uh, dynamics and details that go into that? So um, yeah, 90 second con- audio content or short snackable content. And the only reason I bring that up too, Brad, is because I don't think everybody should start a podcast. I don't think that everybody wants to start a podcast, but I know that now that we're, and I want to, this is what I want to jump into next, Brad. I know that Amazon's jumping in the game. Google's jumping in the game and Apple's jumping in the game. That smart speaker technology is almost like the wild West right now for content creators, right? Unchartered territory. I don't even know that much about Alexa flash briefings, but I know that's huge. And Ross is, we, you know, we mentioned Ross brand right. really crushing it with Alexa flash briefing. What can you tell us, Brad, anything that you took away from podcast movement, what's happening with this new frontier of really, I don't, I don't know that many content creators. I don't know that many digital marketers or people in our space who are taking advantage of this. 
What's going on with the smart speaker revolution and this sort of relates to snackable content? What's what what have you learned about and, and what should we as content creators be thinking about when it comes to leveraging this smart uh, speaker technology? So I think it's 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 critical. Um, and it's critical because of that bite-size kind of ability to take in bite-sized content. So I know personally, I have a Google Home. I'm able to program it so that in the morning when I say, hey, Google, good morning, Google comes back and says, who the heck are you? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> and, and then after I get torn apart by my own Google Home, it goes into this little sequence of I've picked the things that I want to listen to in snackable content while I'm pouring my coffee or making the bowl of cereal or whatever. And I get a little news from here. I get a tech briefing from here. That's awesome. And, and it kind of just goes through it. So um, if, and it's the same thing as listening to podcasts or having your favorites list. So you put a little favorites list of what you want to get first thing in the morning. And it's just little snackable pieces of information that you can get in a short period of time and feel like, okay, now I'm ready to start my day. Um, I think it's very important to be figuring out, which is why I was so attracted to this treble.fm because it's an easy way to get on two, two of the bigger platforms um, with only putting in, you know, 90 seconds or with me, it'd take a little longer because I'm going to do it over two or three times before I actually push it out so that it sounds the way I want it to sound. But, um, <laughs> that's the, that's the professional folks I was talking about. You see that consummate professional. Yeah. Love it. But uh, I think it's a real important thing because I think people are taking advantage of their, um, they're little smart speakers, just like I am just putting in what they want to hear first thing in the morning. I mean, I'm having so much fun. I've had this Google home almost a year now. You know, I have a little message where I come walk in the house from being out and I'll say, Hey Google, I'm home. And then it plays this song. Welcome to my house. No way. Me. Yeah. Cause I programmed so it to do that. Cause I love that song. That's and so it, you know, it goes right into that song <laughs> It's a, it just puts a smile on my face when I walk in the house. You know, the first, the first thought that came in my mind was, Brad, <laughs> if I said Google, I'm home, it'd be like, oh, great. Here he is again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be like, lock the doors. I'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody call security, security, <laughs> security, dad's home. Yeah, oh gosh, you can sure. have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I have not, you know, ventured into the smart speaker world. I know that. Um, my wife and I have talked about it. You know, there's all sorts of smart technologies of smartifying your home. Right. You know, you've got the Nest and you've got the ring.com with, you know, being able to, you know, there's even a new, we were just talking about this the other day because we went on vacation and when we came home, our house was so hot. There's right. this Nest technology now where you can actually connect to your thermostat from your smart device and right. turn on your air conditioner. Well, maybe you're like, as soon as you get off the plane, you can turn on your air conditioner. So your house, it's been really hot in Southern California. Right. It's been like, yeah, I've humid. got that nest. I That's love amazing. That. And yeah. I think that this is, this is, this is something that is prevalent now in the culture. I think the smart speaker technology, I wanted to ask you, and it's just going to, it's just the beginning, isn't it, Brad? It's just the beginning of all. Oh, absolutely. I it's wanted to ask you this. 
Do you think that just for content creators sake, for people like me, you mentioned something very specifically, you said mornings while you're pouring your coffee and cereal, you get sort of like just real brief tech kind of briefings or news. Do you think that that's the kind of stuff? Cause there's a lot of content creators that listen to this show who are doing, they have tech YouTube channels, or I know, you know, Gord has a channel like that. And uh, Sethi has a channel that's more educational. Right. Do you feel that people, do you feel that that's something that content creators can utilize that if they, is that the specific type of content that is the most rewarded, should I say? Like, I don't even know if there's an algorithm for these speaker uh, 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 technologies, or is it open to most content creators where it will one day get to a point, it's about early adoption it will one day get to a point where it's not just going to be this quick, you know, I'm getting my coffee. People might actually sit around a couch or sit down and listen to their speaker. What are your thoughts on that and anything? So you've learned? I, I think any content creator can use these snackable pieces of, of audio on the smart speaker. So, and the, and you could do it in a way, for example, like Ross brand does, um, you and Gord, for example, could do a quick little on today's, you know, today's video is dropping on YouTube and it's about using Camtasia to create your Facebook profile video. Um, you Almost like could, a promotional kind of. Brief. Right. And that's what yeah. he does. So he'll say cool. tonight on live stream deals, I have four people that I met at podcast movement 18. And we're going to talk to the woman from Heil and the guy from, you know, this and, and, um, and it's sort of pushing, you know, we can put out all this content, but it doesn't mean anything. See that pause there to think about the word that I <laughs> instead of saying shit, I said yeah. anything. Like that. <laughs> That's not what they taught a podcast. I should have no, just said not. shit. You right? should have just said shit. The, um, yes. It's a very uh, powerful, it's a very powerful, popular phrase on this show. Right. There you go. So you can put out all that content, but people have to know about it. Right. So, you know, I, I, you do a Facebook live. I've got to be sitting at my computer in Facebook when the notice comes out, when the notification says professor Nez is going live Yes. to, to see it live. So I think this snackable content is an opportunity for us to, another way. It's like a tweet. Totally. Let's put out a tweet that says, today at three, I'm going live with my guest, Professor Nez. Yes. Uh, and you can do that, you know, the night I would do that the night before so that it's in everybody's um, smart speaker in the morning. And promote what you're doing that day or the new video that's coming out, your new book that's coming out, your new course that's coming out or that's, you know, go to my website, sign up for my course. Um, I think any kind of content creator can take care of, take, take advantage of this snackable audio. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Gord, I want to get to, uh, I want to get to some more Gord questions. That's great stuff, Brad. Um and feel free to, to write them in again, uh, if you don't mind, uh, Gord, I'd really appreciate that. So one that I'm looking at that seems really interesting, and Brad, thank you so much for your time, by the way. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to um, probably wrap up in, in the next 10 to 15 minutes. Do you feel pressure for consistency on, uh, uh, like, what is a typical prep? So Gord asks, 
pressure for consistency, which I think every content creator feels. Yes. What is a typical preparation effort for a podcast guest? Well, if you take any example from this show, you can see that I've been working on preparing to have Brad on the show for the past 18 months, diligently <laughs> staying up night and day, thinking about what I'm going to ask Mr. Brad Friedman. I mean, that's, that's preparation, folks. <laughs> uh, um, so I think that's a great question. I personally think consistency is very important. Um, I'm trying to put out a new podcast every week for the last several weeks. It's actually been on the same day, which has been good. Um, so yes, I feel pressure to be consistent because it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. If yeah. every week I'm not saying I'm putting up a new podcast today, here's my new guest. I think I lose people by that. Uh, preparation for each podcast, I think is different for everybody based upon what I learned at podcast movement. But the one consistent theme I got at podcast movement was that preparation is very important. So, you know, if you, if you have an interview show, you need to have done some research to introduce your guest. You need to have, you know, maybe some bullet point questions and some of them are standard. So one of my favorite podcasts is entrepreneurs on fire that John Lee Dumas does, and he has a format. So if you listen to more than one of them, you know, you know, he's going to come in, he's going to recognize a sponsor. He's going to talk, you know, a little bit about the guest. And then he asks the same questions of every guest, you know, one, right. What did I leave out of the introduction? Right. Um, tell us something great. Tell us some fail, you know, what, whatever. So either you create a format that you stick to. Um, but I always, I mean, I spend time, I mean, it might be 30 minutes. It might be an, an hour, you know, figuring out who this person is. I like to be able to know where they are online so that maybe I can, you know, help promote them, go follow so-and-so, you know, at neznation.com, you know, here's the, here's Professor Nez's Facebook group. Yeah. Those kinds of things. Um, I, also I can vouch for this, by the way, I have been on Brad's <laughs> show. I've had the lucky fortune uh, to be blessed, uh, invited and invited on Brad's show. And I'm telling you right now, guys, I've been on a lot of shows and I'm telling you right now, I've said this publicly and I'll say it again, probably the most thorough, most meticulous, most professional show I've ever been on has been Brad's show because he really goes all out for his guest and he really allows his guest to, um, you know, convey what they want to convey and communicate what they want to get across as well as he asks poignant questions. I think the hallmark, and maybe we can get into this a little bit, Brad, uh -huh. I think the hallmark of a great podcast um, and I, there's plenty of great solo podcasters, but I would say podcast more often than not is a conversation. It's a conversation. It's a dialogue. Sometimes it's more than one or two people, but for the most part, it's a dialogue between two people. And what I think is the sustenance or the fuel for that dialogue is very powerful, poignant, resonating questions. And I don't, I don't think I've ever met, I don't think I've been on a show that covered it more 
fully on every single point of the room and every single point of the map as Brad does. So, I mean, Brad really does exemplify that. I have to say that. Well, that's, that's very nice. Um, but again, for he paid me, me to say that, by the way, folks, text <laughs> <laughs> in the mail, <laughs> I wanted to do PayPal, but I didn't want you to have to pay the fee. <laughs> I don't want to pay the damn fee. <laughs> Send me a check. Will you, um, you know, t- for me personally, I'm thinking of a lot of different things. And these were things that were fortunately also brought up at podcast movement, but it goes back to the audience. So, you know, I have some goals in every podcast. I want to, I want my guests to shine. I want to highlight my guest, whatever they're doing, whatever they're pitching, you know, whatever's going to help them in their business. I want to make sure that we spend some time on that. And sometimes it might not be till the end. But the other thing I want to get out of them is information that's going to be, um, that's going to resonate with my audience. Yes. So if I have a guest and I think it's the same, you know, it's the same strategy, really, if you're solo, um, you want to make sure that you're, you're getting a plug in for your most recent, whatever ebook or whatever content it is. But it really all boils down to what value am I providing to the audience? Yeah. As much as I want to promote your out of the box Academy, I also want you to, I want to pull out of you um, value bombs to drop on my audience so that, I mean, and it helps you to be honest. It does. um, Because you're sharing valuable information that's resonating with my audience. And they're going to say, I want to take this to the next step. I'm going to go look at his course. And, you know, I think it ties in. So I am audience centric as well as promoting my guests. Yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> I'm just going to say yes ad infinitum because that's exactly right. I think people-centric, audience-centric, human-centric is the way to go. And if you, I think what's really cool is what you do so well, Brad, and I'm sure they talked about this at Podcast Movement, and I want to I kind of pivot into a new direction before we leave. Um, it's a great way to establish yourself as a thought leader by having other thought leaders come onto your show. And, you know, it's a beautiful kind of multifaceted way of creating value for your audience. I think podcasting, it's just one beautiful uh, new direction. It's a new, it's a new color that you can give your audience. So I think a lot of people, maybe this is a great way to ask you this, Brad is, if people are having a hard time doing solo live streams or doing pre-recorded content or visual or written content, wouldn't you say that starting a podcast and just inviting people who are leaders in their, in their niche and, and providing that information to your audience might, may even just be a great way to start. I oh, mean, did they talk about this at podcast movement or what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So um, I think I think a lot of times people start with the sort of interview format because um, it's a great way to start and get your feet wet and figure out, you know, how to produce a podcast. And it relieves some of that stress of, oh, geez, I've got to have something valuable to say for X number of minutes. Um, I think it's a great way to start with an interview podcast relieve some of the tension, the pressure, the, you know, 
all of that, as long as you go in it and you're prepared, you know, you don't want to bring one of these great thought leaders on and then have two questions to ask. And then all of a sudden there's this uncomfortable silence and you're, well, thanks for joining me. <laughs> two, two minutes and 30 seconds in. Yes. Uh, God, we hit those highlights. Yes, exactly. So lo- love this stuff, Brett. So we've talked a lot about why you should do podcasting. We talked a lot about snackable audio content. It doesn't necessarily have to be podcasting. We talked about, you know, what are some different formats and, and making it more audience centric. I want to talk really briefly about what you took away from the conference, Brad, about growing your podcast and getting those, those, I was going to say eyeballs, but maybe they're earballs. What are they called? I don't think earballs is the right word, but (laughs) getting those. Yeah. How do you, how do you get your, so you've, you've done the work, you've done the cover art, you've, you've, we haven't even really talked about SEO because I know. SEO is a really funky thing uh, uh, when it comes to podcasting. It's not as uh, translatable as it is to, you know, SEOing your website or your, or your other content. And, and I want to talk about that too, but let's say you've gone through the trouble of creating this show and you've done your, you've prepared, you've uh, locked down some guests. You've done a great job of scheduling. What does a content creator need to do to grow their podcast and get those, those, those earlobes, get those multiple ears? <laughs> right, right. So, you know, first off, there is that tiny bit of SEO work that we can do in the background with tagging the, uh, the podcast so that, you know, people that are searching for digital marketing strategy or talk a little bit about that, Brad, what did you take away from, I mean, how, how should we be doing that? Because I mean, I kind of, I kind of follow the same Google SEO tactics, Uh like with my podcast, nobody knows what the hell Nez nation live is, but when I add the subtext personal branding one-on-one, well, they get a little bit more idea of what that is. And they understand that, okay, if I want to learn maybe personally, uh, if I want to learn a little bit more about personal branding, this show may help. But talk right. to us maybe a little briefly. I kind of kind of skipped that and, and maybe, you know, wrongfully. Talk to us a little bit because I'd love to know too, and I know my audience would. What kind of SEO tactics should they be deploying? Yeah, so I, I, I think, um, first off, my understanding, and I could be wrong, but my understanding is that a lot of this um, depends on the host of your podcast as to what kinds of things that, um, that you can do. And so I'm actually just trying to open one up so that I can, yeah, please, please, by all means, an intelligent word. So (laughs) this is what I was actually what I was looking for because I had a little brain fart there for a minute. So the, in my, I use Libsyn to host my podcast. And when I upload a podcast, there's a section called update ID three tags. And those ID3 tags are the SEO, um, are part of the SEO because you also put it in a category that you think is going to resonate with your audience. And there's words that you can use. But these ID3 tags are also SEO-like tags that you can add to your podcast to make it more findable. Via search. Via search, which is important, which is very important. Absolutely. And then to answer the rest of your question, I really think to get more ear eardrums (laughs) on your your podcast, it's really no different than any other content. Mm. 
So you've got to use all the different platforms that you're on, you know, to push people. You got to have a blog post about it. You got to have a note on your website. You got to send it out in an email. You got to tweet about it and put a picture on Instagram and Instagram stories and Facebook and Facebook stories and maybe do a quick Instagram live and a Facebook live and the snackable content and all the things that you're doing for all your other content. I don't think this is any different. Mm. You want to drive people to see the replay of your Facebook live. What do you do? Though, whatever you do, you do the same thing for your, for your podcast. I do a picture, new podcast drop today. I put it on Instagram. I put it on Facebook. I do a little Instagram. You know, all of those things that you would do with any piece of content. Um, I think you need to do to get those eardrums on your pod on your podcast. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to invent a new word there. Earlobes, eardrums, drum lobes, whatever. When we get but, done today, I'm sending a note to my ENT doctor to see if they want to be a sponsor. Hey, that's perfect. That's <laughs> perfect. I love it. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. So so you also got that confirmation. I mean I love the way you said that. Oh absolutely. You also Absolutely. got that confirmation from podcast movement that it's all about creating awareness. I mean, it's not enough, ladies and gentlemen, it's not enough. And I think I love Brad thoughts on this. It's not enough to just be a content creator. you got to be a maximum, you know, full fledged, you know, distributor as well. You got to be a marketer. You got to be somebody who can get the message out there. Right. Right. And um, that takes a, an exorbitant amount of work. It really does, especially if you don't have a team, right. especially if you're just starting out. And I know most of the people who listen to our show and listen to our podcast, Brad, these aren't people who can afford a Gary V social media team, right? That just, you know, don't you wish, don't you wish I would love to have a little social media team wow. and, I, and I'll probably get there. And I know Brad will too. <laughs> um, but again, it takes patience. It takes work. It takes work. And it takes, I'm going to say it 10 more times, work, 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 right. work. You know, I, I tell this, I tell this yeah. story at least once a week that at least once a week, I get a phone call from somebody who calls and says, can you help me? And I say, what do you need? So I put up a Facebook page last week. And aside from my wife and my mother, nobody has liked that page. And I, I, and I really, I get this every week and every week I say the same thing. Well, who knows that you put the page up? Exactly. And they, you know, people think because there's 2 billion people on Facebook that a little notice goes out to all 2 billion of us that says, Brad, just put up a Facebook page. <laughs> Wouldn't that no, be nice? No, that doesn't happen. Yeah. You've got to tell me you put up a Facebook page. Wouldn't that be nice? And Wouldn't there's it? so many beautiful, nuanced ways of doing this. And I would say follow Brad, follow myself, follow some of the people that we've mentioned on the show, like Ross and, and Gord and what have you. Because and don't forget Todd.live. Don't forget Todd.live. Yeah. I mean, especially on Instagram. I think that uh, you can you can really in, be inspired by watching people who do it really well. That's what I do. Yeah, I, mean, I have my stable of people too. Of course, you have everybody has to watch Professor Nez. Well, hello. Well, hello. I mean, you know, for sure. <laughs> does that even need mentioning? Well, I just thought I'd get it in since I sent you a check. You can send me a check. Maybe that checks will cancel out. I'm just trying to help out. Right. Exactly. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> I appreciate that. That really means a lot to me. And I will be forwarding you 50 cents via FedEx. No, excellent. I, um, it's absolutely imperative. Yeah. I think, um, I think that, that everything that we talked about today, such valuable information too, by the way, Brad, I just want to say 
from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. It really time. It's so fun. I love being on the show. Yeah. We need to do more of these. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, we, I used to do this a lot more in the past with our pals, you know, Brad and Todd and everybody else. I want to do this. I want to do this more. I, I like this sort of impromptu live streams and I think it's really powerful and it's a great way to keep things spontaneous. Uh, and we know each other so well now we've been, and yeah. I can't wait. I haven't actually met Brad in real life yet. Oh, it's going to uh, happen. Are you going to vid summit by the way? I am not. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say that, um, it's going to happen because I, I, I know it's going to happen. And, right. and if it doesn't happen before next spring, when I come out for social media marketing world, that's in San Diego. I'm definitely going to be there this year. Then it's Todd's been, Todd's been yeah. killing me about that. And I need yeah. to get there. Yeah. So you and me and Todd are going to get to meet live and in person at, at least in March, if not sooner. Yeah. Todd actually lives like 15 minutes from me. So we've actually, Todd's actually a, a local yokel. So he's around here and we, it's right. fun to have somebody who's a, a great colleague be local. And, right. Um, right. I can't wait to meet you in real life. It's going to yeah, be, we're going to have a blast and I'm going to yeah. give you the traditional, which Ross shrieks in horror and recoil recoils in horror from, I'm going to give you the traditional, I gave it to Nick Nimmin and he didn't know what to do. The, the Nez bear hug. When oh was, no. <laughs> yeah. You should be very, very afraid, Brad. You should be very afraid of the Nez bear hug. I'm a toucher. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible, but I'm a, I'm a toucher. I'm not even like, going there. I like to, <laughs> So, Nez, it's been great being with you. Uh, See you later. <laughs> I don't know. I want to know what you're touching or when. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, I come from a family where we hug each other, kiss each other, love each other so much. That didn't sound good either. But anyway, uh, I'm going to you... tolerate whatever it is you throw my way. <laughs> I'm going to give you the traditional Nez bear hug when I see you and you are going to feel my presence. my friend. Oh, no. <laughs> Be very afraid. But anyway, um, I'd like to say this. Uh, I'd like to, I'd like to end like this. If you don't mind, Brad, is there anything that maybe we didn't cover anything that you feel that relates to the topic and that you took away maybe perhaps from podcast movement that we haven't mentioned that you'd like to tell the Nez nation audience and then um, definitely please tell people where they can find you. Sure, sure, sure. So um, I, I think one of the things that maybe we didn't talk a lot about, but we did touch on was this concept of, of engagement and not necessarily going for the, the big numbers. Um, right. I think that's something that I took away. Um, you know, some of the big name Hall of Fame podcast speakers would say that, you know, I have 500 very actively engaged people on my Facebook page or who religiously watch my podcast. And I'm extremely happy about that. And frankly, because I spend time answering questions and going back in, you know, after we do something on Facebook and making sure everybody gets what they came there for 500 is, seems like a lot. Yeah. Um, when you put me next to, you know, so my friend Joel come has a podcast out the bad crypto podcast and they're getting over 400,000 downloads a month. Wow. 
Okay. Now if I had to go in, if it was a different platform, you know, you were going in and saying, thanks for joining me to 400,000 people every month, you'd need a team to do that. So I would say as much as I want to focus on, and I do, I look, I had, you know, if I get 10 downloads of something, I see it occasionally, you know, I'm not in there every day looking, but I look and it's certainly a metric, Mm -hmm. but if I'm getting comments on other platforms that say, Hey, I just listened to your podcast. Great stuff. Great guest. Great question. You know, that's as meaningful or more meaningful to me than looking at the data. Um, And I think that's a big point, especially starting out. Because I think we can get easily kind of sidetracked, depressed. Why should I go every week? Nobody's listening to it. Um, you know, get that attitude, get in our head if we're not really focusing on what's important. And, you know, it's sort of, I, I don't know, overused. But if I can do a podcast and one person gets some value out of that, then it was a good podcast. I mean, and I mean that. Cause that's, that's kind of the goal. Um, yeah. so that would be the one thing that I would say, you know, I would want to stress so that people aren't all freaked out in the beginning. I mean, I have a lot of podcasts. Nobody's heard, um, you know, it's just is what it is. And I'm yeah. recycling them. I'm, I, you know, go through and I have a little schedule every couple of weeks. I promote an old podcast on another, you know, platform or Twitter or something like that. And eventually people are going to, go back and listen to those. So I would say that. And then as far as finding me, um, Friedman, Friedman, socialmedia.com is the website and the Friedman group on Facebook, Instagram, it's brad.friedman and I'm everywhere. Just do a quick search. Yeah. And I'll leave, I'll leave links in the show notes definitely. So you can find Brad and he's just doing spectacular stuff. I'll leave links to his unbelievable podcast, the digital slice uh, podcast, which you have to, have to, have to subscribe and listen to. You'll get insane mountains of valuable information. I've been and, very fortunate to have some awesome guests in my first, uh, first yeah, including yeah. you, of course. Well, I know that you once had this dude named Professor Nez on your show. I and did. I got to say, when I listened to that show, I oh. was like, holy macadamia nut. Who is this guy? Man, the metrics on that one are off the chart. I've actually had to take that out of my analytics because it just raised the bar so high. It threw every other number off. So people, if you haven't listened to that podcast with <laughs> Professor Nez, actually, there's two of them up there. You need to listen to both of them first. Go to iTunes, I mean, uh, go to, you know. to iHeartRadio, whatever your your podcast platform is. And if you do nothing else, listen to the two podcasts with Professor Nez. <laughs> Honey, send out another check, okay? We need another check. Send that to the Friedman Group. No, but uh, it's a terrific show. And, and I listen to it and love it, Brad. And, and keep up the fantastic work. Um, it's such a pleasure and honor having you on our show a and B just knowing you and knowing that you're somebody who is just such an awesome dude and a great person outside of this whole social media thing too. Uh, and I can't wait to meet you in real life. And I just yeah, want to say on behalf of the Nez nation audience, I just want to say thank you again for being on Nez nation live, the personal branding podcast show. And we look forward to having you again. So, so thank you so much, Brad, and everybody who was watching and listening, 
We really, really appreciate you guys coming in, tuning in, checking us out. Make sure you uh, leave us some comments. Let us know what you thought of the show. Leave a review, especially on iTunes. That's where it really counts the most. It would really mean the world to me. I'm now doing shout outs on the podcast. So if you leave a uh, review for us, you may even get a, a, a little uh, appearance on the Nez Nation Live, a little shout out. And I think that's kind of cool. Tell grandma, hey, I got a shout out on Nez Nation Live. I think that's pretty, pretty badass, if you ask me. Very cool. So uh, we would really appreciate it. And, uh, and as always, you know, subscribe, hit that like button so you'll never miss a show. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. See you Thanks. guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me.